This is the Fade You Podcast for Wednesday, October 14th. My name is Matthew James, and I am joined tonight, as always, he, he we just can't get rid of this guy, Chris Duke. <laughs> I can't get rid of my wine either, Matt. No, and it caused you to bet an under for us. <laughs> an oh, NFL yeah. under in this yeah. day and age, you idiot. Also, Joy, we can welcome Kmart back. He stayed up late past his bedtime for us tonight. Yippee. Yay, friends. So, let's see. What do we got going on tonight? (laughs) We are sweating. uh, We're sweating out Rays-Astros game three. We're on the Rays. Uh, They just got out of a bases-loaded jam in the eighth inning. So, Chris, I I know this was you. You you were – raised today and being annoying and asking me if I posted a raise. So I finally said, fine, you can have them. You probably feeling pretty good right now going into the ninth. Chris. Yeah, brother. Absolutely. I was asking, I said, anybody opposed to raise? I'm, I think I mentioned on our little fun little Sunday night pod. We did looking at, NFL, uh, you know, look ahead lines, kind of like seeing what we could find value on. I said, I think the, the Astros may be dead. I mean, I, I've loved the Rays all season. And for them to take out the Yankees um, was nice. And then uh, Astros just sometimes that little uh, miracle run that they had against the A's uh, or whatever that, that – they ran into the Rays, their brick wall. Hopefully they can take a 3-0 lead here and uh, go ahead and sweep them. And then, wow, will they have rest? Because this Dodger series, if they win a couple, might be a long one. Yeah, that's interesting. I wish we would have had a Rays series bet because I think most people would probably agree the Astros overachieved beating two division champions in the first two rounds. Although maybe some people would come back and say, you know, they hadn't been healthy all season and now they are, but – uh, this Rays team, man, their bullpen was really hot down the stretch. It's a bunch of no-name guys in their lineup, and I saw a lot on Twitter today about how the Astros were the better hitting team through two games, and surely they won't go down 3-0. And, Chris, you know what we call that? Fake the fuck out of you. Yeah, we call that a bullshit narrative, so – uh, that's what we put on our Twitter post today. And so the, hopefully the Rays hang on and nothing silly happens here in the ninth inning. Uh, Kmart, your Dodgers are down 2 nothing in the series. Clayton Kershaw uh, coincidentally gets scratched today with back spasms. And, and the line plummeted. Um, if we were thinking about the Braves again, we lost most of that value. But we, we didn't touch that game. But are, are you guys in trouble? Down 2 nothing. I mean, yeah, any anytime you're down 2-0 in a series, you're in a little bit of trouble. But as, obviously, as long as they can get the win tomorrow, they're back in the series. Um, just got to get those bats going before the seventh inning and get out of innings, man. If that sixth inning they just get out at 4 nothing, they probably come back to win this game. Uh, you know, you can't really say – they would have still got three in the seventh and four in the ninth, but you just never know. You just gotta gotta limit those opportunities. And they just did a did a poor piss poor job doing that tonight. So obvious must win tomorrow because they will not come back from three zero. Um, 
And if they do, I, I, I hope we laugh at this, this <laughs> comment because I'll be the greatest comeback ever. Um, but yeah, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned down a 2-0. I was a little skittish on this series coming in. Um, but yeah, I think I heard somebody say the Braves um, had a little bit of a – not the greatest start to the year. They would start like 11 and 10 or something like that, and then they went, I don't know, 23 and 14 to, to finish the season. So I don't recall a ton of people talking about the Braves going into the postseason, uh, but they sure have people's attention now. I'm curious if it's worth a Dodgers series bet at this point. I wonder what kind of number you can get on that right now. Yeah, I was looking at it before this game, and it was pretty much just a pick them still. Yeah. So I think it's going to be probably Dodgers plus 150-ish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sounds right. I mean. Take a stab at it. Yeah. Because I, I, like, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I can go, I can go in and put like $300 on the, on the Dodgers tomorrow. Cause kind of like what we said, Oh, they won't go down three Oh, but smarter bet might just to be just, but I don't think that'll come out until tomorrow. Yeah. We won't it's see that until tomorrow. It's going to be Urias versus uh, right tomorrow. So good chance for the Dodgers. Um, and then who, who knows, hopefully Kershaw can be ready for game four. He doesn't he doesn't pitch well when the Dodgers trail in a series. That's kind of been his his bad mo. But they just got to make sure they get him out in the fifth or sixth. Because from my memory, he's in a lot of those games where he's given up massive runs. It's come in the sixth, seventh inning where batters are seeing him for the third time, um, and they just, they just these guys are just too good in playoff baseball. Yeah, so the, the lineups out. are too good. I feel like too often in the playoffs, I've seen him give up not just runs but like back to back home runs. In like the sixth yeah. inning. Yep. Uh, yeah. And like even I think it was game four or five of the World Series against the Astros. I mean, yeah. Dodgers got up like four to one, and you're like five to one, and you're like, oh, this that's enough runs. Next thing that game's like twelve to ten in the extra innings, and it's just like, what the fuck? But mm-hmm. but hey, now we know the Astros cheated, so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I had an A's future that would have been nice. Uh, I actually had the A's to make the ALCS. I was pretty upset when Houston won, but uh, there would be something satisfying about watching this team get swept out of the ALCS. So absolutely, uh, good, good, good on you, Tampa Bay. Um, you guys had some early college football likes as we were talking this morning that ended up on the Twitter. So maybe we can go through those and then talk about the ones that we're going to wait on and um, – get a little bit further in the week. So Chris on Sunday's pod, you came in with South Carolina plus three and a half. Uh, Are you still feeling like you like that one? And maybe just for people that didn't listen Sunday, why, why do you like that? Uh, I mean, number one, it absolutely smells like shit and I embrace (laughs) shit more than anyone. Uh, Number all I do is, take number twos during the day. I don't go number one during the day. I just go for number two. So I'm going to take that. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. There's a lot. It's funny. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we pointed out some uh, on Sunday and I hope Kmart has some to add tonight. I'm sure he's going to have some. And I, I just found a couple more that kind of stink. And so it's great. I mean, I think uh, you can update on Twitter soon 
if you don't follow us on Twitter yet, you're an idiot because we're up a ton of units, either fading Tito, fading Den, or our own picks. We love to just use whatever at whatever material we can to help fade and give you units. We do. That's at fade you sports on Twitter. Um, but I found a couple more, but yeah, I can't wait to, uh, to help on. Uh, we've had a good NCAA and NFL, I think, uh, recently. So we're going to keep hammering. Yeah, South Carolina line. Uh, that was good that you got that in on Sunday night. If anybody listened and grabbed that, that's good because that's down to three. So, you know, one of the things we try to do is post that line early if we see, if we think people are going to hammer it. So that hook was sitting there for a while and now it's not there anymore. So we'll see what happens to that line. I mean, we're, we're recording on Tuesday evening. So that line could, uh, could, maybe it'll go back up or maybe it goes down the other way and you might still want to grab it at three if you miss the three and a half. So, uh, and then the other one, Chris, you had, you had Mississippi state plus six and a half, but we are going to wait and see what happens with that one. And uh, similar to how you felt about Texas A&M last week, we didn't take the six and a half. We were hoping maybe to get seven. It went the other way. We took it at six. Anyway, they won outright. So uh, it's kind of funny that A&M, the shoes on the other foot this week, but uh, we're going to hold out and see if we can get seven on Mississippi state there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. I'm sure as soon as it gets to seven, the sharps will, will take the full touchdown extra point, but, uh, you know, you never know. Maybe it gets a two and one ranked team that just knocked off a a big time SEC school. They're probably going to get all, all the money coming in Saturday. Yep. All right. Um, we'll get to your, your other ones here in a minute, but I want to throw it over to Kmart. Uh, Kyle, you like Bama. And so we took that at minus six today. Well, the, the funny thing with that one is, is going into this, I was kind of thinking Georgia, but last week I just, I just ate my dick twice on Saturday. <laughs> why, why Chris is following Josh Applebaum system plays when both, both teams are ranked, take the home team, lay the points. I, I, they win again at twice and lost a fuck ton of money. So I'm just like, you know what? I know nothing. Georgia, Georgia's great, but screw it. I'm going to take Bama, lay the six, um, and follow that system because I don't want to – I just don't want to lose any more money. It's it's not fun. Yeah, Chris, that's I'm, a good point. And I think I'm seeing six and a half now. I think it might have crept up a, a tad more. It's a good, good job by you to tell us to take it now before it goes up and uh, – it may very well be end up being a square dog. So I like that you, uh, we like that yeah. side together. Yeah. And then uh, the, the other one I was afraid of being a square dog, which it still could be is LSU. That was plus 13 when I was asking about it this morning and now it's 11 and a half. So might've screwed up there, but still a lot of value. If we decide to go there, I just, you know, I was on a square dog last week with Miami, even, even, even after Den went with them, I just stuck with it, and uh, I'm still crying about it. Chris, the, those system plays are kind of interesting because <clears throat> what gets what gets tempting for people sometimes is to pick and choose, and you kind of have to just right. find a system you like and ride with it. Because I mean, don't fool yourself into thinking any system is going to go seventy percent. Like that's just not really existing if you have a system that goes like 57, 58%, you're going to make a lot of money long-term. So you can't really pick and choose. You kind of have to ride or die with it and just feel confident in the reasoning and the rationale behind it. So 
maybe if you could just spend a minute yeah. cautioning people against that picking and choosing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes with the den too. You know, at the beginning, we know he caught a hot streak. And we're like, fuck, we're losing on den right now. But then here comes a month or two later and we see that it's positive units. Like you can't just act like, Oh my God, I like this pick. Like, you know, he's been on, of course, Seattle seemed like a great pick on Sunday night loser. Saints seemed like a great pick last night loser. So, um, and same with like Kmart, like I kind of thought, wow, that's a lot of points with Miami last Saturday. That seems like a lot. And you just, you just can't, you know, when something's 58 to 60%, like you said, yeah, you're going to maybe lose a few, but in the longer, like to find something, a little gem like that. And like you said, Matt, that's going to yield a lot of money over the years. If you just stick to those and, uh, and, and not pick and choose, because if you do pick and choose the one you do not bet will probably hit and the one you do bet won't hit. And you just wish you would have just taken both and go one and one and keep riding the wave, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's like anything now where that becomes tough is in something like the circuit contest or the, these uh, football contests where you've got to narrow it down to five and it's really hard to do that. Cause then sometimes you do go, you're like, okay, I have this system and I know that there's seven numbers that are off and then you got to pick and choose and that becomes a little bit problematic and uh but we'll get to we'll get to nfl in a few minutes kmart i'll throw it back to you any other college just as the day has gone on that you've been looking at or are we still kind of waiting to see where these lines are going to settle in yeah still kind of waiting to see but uh might might be recommending uh the raging cajuns tomorrow night against coastal carolina laying the seven and a half is okay. it seven and a half? Well, I'm, I'm seeing six and a half. Did it, did it, uh, what do you see in that? I see seven and a half everywhere. Okay. Now our, our book might have some, I'm just looking at the Vegas consensus and the, the lines okay. that are on the strip. And are, I mean, and people listening yeah, to this, looking at William Hill. Okay. Yeah. People listening mm-hmm. to this, you gotta have, you gotta have multiple outs. Like we, we, um, we played Tennessee Titans tonight at three. And even when I posted that at three, our book still had three and a half for a while. So like, we're not going to post a line that only our book has that isn't widely available just out of transparency. But I mean, you got to have multiple books. Like Chris, you talk about the importance of that all the time. I mean, that's going to cost people winners. Like, I don't know if, if you're laying seven, I mean, look at Den. Den always takes the worst line because he's got one fucking book. So, I mean, we, I think it was uh, the the Bucks and the Chargers game, whatever. We we posted a late line seven and a half. People might have seen that and had seven at their book, and then they push instead of lose. So, yeah. um, I mean, uh, ours even might have had eight. I think it was eight. It was yeah. crazy. It was an inflated line. Yeah. Okay, so we'll keep it on Louisiana Lafayette. Kyle, if that stays seven and a half, are you going to play that, or are you going to wait and see if that goes down to to seven? I'll probably still play that seven and a half. I'm just kind of looking at injuries and I mean, not much about either school. So I just kind of want to do more digging than just, sure. Just kind of, you know, staring at numbers and public numbers and that kind of thing. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, Chris, you said you had a couple more that you had in mind. Yeah. I think there's one on um, so 10. That is Saturday. No, it's a Friday game. It's a Friday. This is SMU and Tulane on a Friday afternoon, huh? Yeah. Um, I think that line just fucking reeks. I mean, you got a four and O SMU ranked team going on the road to Tulane, who just 
you know, they're two and two. They just got their asses kicked by Houston and they're only getting six and a half. I mean, everybody in their mom and that's free money. I'm going to hammer SMU not to give me Tulane uh, on Friday afternoon. And uh, I, I, I've been riding with them. I think I just can't, I think there's a sharp movement to this. I just, it might be the poopiest McPoopy poop of all, I've been riding Kansas. They are dog shit. I saw 23 or 24. It's down to 22 and a half. I think the Sharpies are on my side. West Virginia is a little overrated. We were on them against Baylor as home dogs last time. We won, but you know what we like to do here at Fade You. We win, and then we jump off and we fade you. So we're going to fade West Virginia. Les Miles goes in there, covers that big spread. Going back to Tulane for a second, we lost on them last Thursday, I think in a similar home dog role, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, against Houston. Yeah, and and Chris, to your point, you got 77% right now on SMU for sure. So, um, yeah, massive public action there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the public is going to be heavy on West Virginia. You know that. Uh, With Kansas, it's just going to be a matter of what what number do you want to take because if the Sharps have already hit it, then – we're only getting 22, 22 and a half now instead of maybe 23, 23 and a half. So yeah. Can you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Taking a, keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm sure the public will come back in and maybe make it go back up to 23, but yeah. hopefully, you know, obviously 21 is a huge key number there. Yeah. So as long as it's above that. So yeah. Yeah. If that somehow gets below 21, I mean, we're not going to play it, but at this number right now, so we'll keep an eye on a couple of those. All right, cool. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk some NFL week six. Okay, NFL Week 6, I want your guys' opinion on what has now started to look like a really interesting matchup because this game has moved a little bit. It was supposed to be played this Thursday, and because of some schedule changes, it's now pushed back to Monday, and you have both of these teams coming off of uh, really bad losses uh, as a favorite, and in one case as a very big favorite. So we don't have a line yet. Uh, I can, I'm going to find out what the look ahead was Kansas now. City minus three. Okay. Yeah. The look ahead was Kansas city minus three and a half. So both these teams coming off of bad losses. Kyle, I'm going to let you start. Do you have a lean on this game? Do you have a like on this game? Do you want to stay the fuck away from this game? Where are you at on <laughs> this one? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to shout out our boy, Kevin Cox and, uh, <clears throat> take this Kansas City minus three and just call that shit easy money. Mahomes in a bounce back. Um, I mean Buffalo, they're they they are a legit contender. Um, not for the Super Bowl, but just you know make some noise playoff wise. But Kansas City minus three. I mean this is a pick 'em. I'm going to take Kansas City every time. Um, you know get an extra day to prepare. Buffalo, if you will, is on a short week. Um, well, it is on Monday, so it. You no, know, today's Tuesday, yeah. so it's kind of like a Monday to Sunday sure. short week. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City offensively, defensively, didn't really. No, they put up thirty-two, but Oakland kind of kind of did a number on them. I just expect them to come out be a little crisper. Um you know, kind of prove, show everybody, know we're the champs, this is who we are, recapture their identity. I mean, a lot of times after that, you just kind of got to go uh, back to the basics because um, they they <laughs> they were exposed last week. 
Um, so I, I expect a big bounce back from uh, Mahomes and company, even though I hate them with a passion. Now, Chris, I'm going to bait you into playing devil's advocate. And I'm going to see if you're going to either take my bait mm. or if you're going to resist and join Kmart. Cause I, I have no opinion on this game. I, <laughs> I can't think of with just how both of these teams just looked it. I'm very inclined to pass it, but I want to see what you think. Now, everybody watched that game tonight and saw Buffalo look lost on defense. Absolutely lost. We always go back to what's the last thing you saw. And yes, the Chiefs looked bad too, but this is the worst Buffalo has looked this season by far. So mm-hmm. is what Kmart is saying a trap for the public? Thinking, of course, Kansas City will bounce back. Did you see how that Buffalo defense looked against Ryan Tannehill? What do you think? Yeah, I'm probably inclined to pass also. Uh, I'd lean, though. I'd, I lean with him. I mean, just talk about consistency. I mean, I was thinking tonight, that's why I was asked us to play, and eventually we posted and, and played it for the home dog, uh, Titans. It's just because you just – I looked at Allen's stats, and it's like, wow, 12 touchdowns, one interception, like – this guy's playing out of his mind and we know that he is not, I mean, he, he very well could be a phenomenal quarterback, but we know last year he wasn't. And obviously he came out today, threw a couple picks and uh, didn't play as well. And they got demolished. So, you know, you could play that role and say, uh, you know, that the bills are going to continue to regress. They had a, a pretty lucky four and start. They shouldn't have beat the Rams, um, you know, and then they got demolished today and they didn't look, the greatest against a couple poopier teams. So yeah, I'd lean that way. Uh, it's a weird, is it really a, am I seeing, is it a two o'clock start on Monday? Like, have you ever seen a football game start no. at two o'clock on a Monday afternoon? Crazy. I, I, I think it's just because they don't want an overlap. Yeah. They're doing another Monday night doubleheader. So they're going to want to watch Kansas city. Yeah. Wow. I know I don't give two fucks about Arizona and Dallas. I want to watch <laughs> Kansas city. <laughs> Right, you should have. They should have swept, swapped those time spots. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I'm not sure, uh, but I'm trying to look. I'm not seeing any uh, too much action either one way or the other. Like where they're leaning, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen Kansas City over the years, the last few years with Mahomes. They just are just such a great career. They're like the Warriors of old. When you know when they just they lose one or they're down at half and they just they just come back so strong just because of how many weapons they have so i could see them taking care of buffalo yeah i mean it it, this wasn't too long ago but the last time we heard people questioning kansas city because you know people now are pointing to this raiders loss and they're pointing to that patriots game if not for some brutal giveaways by new england kansas city might have been in a little danger there and then the other pointing back to that chargers game where kansas city wasn't sharp so the last time they were questioned, like they're going to be going into this game, was that going into that Ravens game, and they put it all together and played by far their best game of the season. So we'll see if they bounce back with a similar effort. But we'll do, I want to keep an eye on that line because if it's if it is three and a half, if the books are going to give you that hook and tempt you into taking the Bills, that's going to be extremely interesting. Kyle, what else are you looking at early that you are are really taking a hard look at well i kind of the three games that i circled <clears throat> sunday night are pittsburgh minus three and a half baltimore minus eight 
And then uh, my 49ers plus three and a half. <laughs> might, have to, might have to just uh, say no, Kyle, on that one. But looking at it, um, I'm also keeping an eye on Tampa Bay. I just don't know if I trust them. Uh, I mean, Miami Lane, eight and a half. What the fuck? <laughs> That's just, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, even Washington plus three just kind of depends on who's starting that. I don't know if I can. I love Alex Smith and I want him to come back more than anybody, um, you know, and look good. Not just come back and throw a couple dump offs, but you know, have a complete decent game. Um, but if he's starting for Washington, I don't know if I can play that. And then, I mean, honestly, that's kind of it's probably it. Even, I mean, even possibly Chicago plus two and a half. I'm looking at. But yeah, just just kind of looking and leaning. No, no real like absolute loves at this point. I'm trying to get there with Pittsburgh. Just because I don't, not a big believer in Cleveland. Chris, how about what would be your? Are you with Kmart on any of those? Do you have you thought about many of those, or where are you at on those? Uh, I haven't looked at the the first two uh, as much as I have that last one. Uh, I think that that one just really lines up with. Um, the way we like to bet. I mean, the Rams just look absolutely phenomenal against a shitty uh, football team from Washington. And uh, the Niners look, couldn't have looked worse against Fitz cock magic and uh, the Dolphins. So, I mean that, I mean, like we said, the look ahead minus three, now you're getting three and a half. I mean, the touchdown and a half uh, hook, uh, I can see, Niners maybe squeaking one out or losing by three. And obviously we know division games are very, very tough in the NFL. So I'm with them on that. Matt, you and I talked on Sunday. I might be going full on micro world's shittiest, grossest, <laughs> fucking disgustingest jobs of all time this week. I might just take the Bucks and the Niners and the Jets and the – football team and just and even the falcons let's go with the falcons oh and five why are 80 percent of people they saw minnesota on sunday night play good against russell wilson they look should have won should have won right should have could have would have falcons look like shit against the panthers they can't win now they're getting three in the hook with only 20 percent of the action go ahead and give me the stinky stinky dirty freaking birds baby ah uh. I, I knew it. that foul. That is such a Chris Duke play, Kyle. If I've ever seen one, actually, you know what's there's funny a, there's is a I was looking at that, and I was like, I know Chris is going to say it. I'm going to leave it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what Chris Chris is going to be on the Jaguars. Chris is going to be on the Falcons. Chris is going to be on the Jets. Chris is going to be on the football team. Like he's going to be on these bad ones. Kmart, let me come back to you. How how have the Niners done against the Rams when it's been McVay versus Shanahan? Remind me how those last two years worth of games have gone. Uh, they've all been close. Honestly, I, that's, that's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> Points have they been offensive? Like, are these do these coaches 
know how to attack the other team. Cause that's what I'm seeing. I'm kind of remembering without, and I should have these numbers in front of me and I don't. What the fuck are you doing? I know they, they beat them. They beat them badly in LA last year early. And then I think they squeaked one out later, but Rams covered that. Yeah, one. We, well, we didn't beat them badly in LA. It was kind of close and close. Niners offense wasn't doing much. I was at the game. I think the Niners won like 20 to seven or something. And then Niners were down uh, late in December against the Rams at home. And Emmanuel Sanders had that great fourth down catch, third down catch. And then Niners ended up winning by three late. Um, That one was higher scoring in the thirties, I believe. Uh, So, I mean, I mean, they're always pretty heavenly, evenly matched. Mm -hmm. Um, I just Googled back in 2018, the Rams, Absolutely bent us over 39 to 10 in the first meeting, 48 32 in the second. So I don't really know if you can look at those because those weren't with Jimmy G and totally different. Yeah, uh, it's tough because the year before in 2017, Rams in a close one won by two, and then the Niners in December beat them 34 to 13. So I don't. You know, it's a rivalry game. This used to be one of the best rivalries in football. Um, They still don't like each other because they've kind of been going back and forth, Super Bowls, Mm -hmm. winning the conference, being at the cellar. Now it looks like the Niners and Rams have switched places from last year where the Niners can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Rams are going to want to beat up on them since, uh, you know, we swept them last year. So it could be, could be a stay away, but Rams offensively, if the Niners can just get their secondary, right. We'll be close, but I can't really hold my breath for that. Cause they're not really giving me a reason to think that they can cover anybody on the, on that left corner. It's really tough because, I mean, as bad as you thought the Niners looked against the Eagles two weeks ago, they looked way worse against Miami. So, like, again, I'm kind of with you. I have no confidence in their ability. I just don't think they have the personnel this year with the injuries on defense to be able to stop a a really well-schemed offense like the Rams. But this is what Chris would say. This is just the classic primetime Everybody has bailed on the Niners. Everybody believes in the Rams because they just looked good against a really shitty team. I mean, God, what the what did the Rams do to deserve this schedule? They have flown coast to coast like six times already in the first six weeks of the season. It's actually incredible. At some point, that's going to catch up to them. Maybe it won't be till later in the season. But ah, one side of my brain says just stay away because the, the Niners just don't have the the guys. And then the other part of me is like, no, this is this is classic take the dog on prime time but i don't know chris do you yeah. think we've seen dogs on in these sunday night games show up really well the last minnesota should have won this past sunday philly wins as a big dog the previous sunday are we due for a stinker yeah i mean i agree with you i was watching the game with my buddy from norcal um freeman up you know this Sunday and he was just complaining about how poor the the Niners offensive line is. And if they play poorly again against the Rams who have an amazing D line 
it may be a, a very rough game for the Niners. They might have to figure some stuff out. And if they're still figuring out injuries, you know, all over the field, um, Goff may have his day. So yeah, we have to, we have to pay close attention to that and we'll see if a uh, three is a bargain or if it's a, it's either a bargain with the Rams or a steal with the Niners. We'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll have to make, I mean, last, last week it was kind of a perfect storm um, with the matchup. I mean, Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick can lay it up in there. Preston Williams is a big receiver. I mean, Niners didn't have Dante Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley. Jimmy cover Ford anybody. was in there, but he's banged up. They didn't, I don't, I don't think Akela Weatherspoon was playing. Quan Williams as well. So, I mean, their, their secondary was just depleted. It was like a, it was like a second half preseason game. So if they can get yeah. those guys back and I mean, we're not even talking about Richard Sherman yet. Um, but if we can get, the, if those four guys can be on the field, there's no doubt in my mind the Niners can cover this three and a half. I mean, they're still, they're still, fuck man, one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl offensively. They're still the same team. They should be better offensively. Um, just, you know, just these damn injuries to start the season. <clears throat> I mean, you look at this, they let week one get away. They should have won that game. They let week four get away. They could easily be 4-0 going into last week and then just everybody would be like, well, that was an outlier. We won't be discussing it because, but because they let two games get away, it's uh-oh. Niners are looking towards uh, next season. Yeah. Chris, do you have any that you would that you have circled? Like Kyle gave us a couple that he's looking real hard at. Do you have, I mean, other than the ones that you just touched on, those really smelly ones, any that we haven't talked about that you're you have your eye on? Um, not really. I think uh, I mentioned Buccaneers. I think that's a yeah. great home dog, dog spot. I mean, you know, people are going to look at the Packers. They're flying high. They've covered it. They've been good to betters. They just cover. All they do is cover. Now all they got to do is win, you know, by, by a field goal down in Tampa Bay. And it's going to be tough for the Packers to go down there and different – different climate you know um florida's always tough to go down to play in and you know they've been they've been in a dome in new orleans and they've been at home and uh you know two out of the three last games they beat detroit and atlanta at home so it's like now they got to go down into muggy florida and the bucks are pissed you know tom brady's pissed after losing to big dick nick so i'm gonna look at that one hard i'm gonna throw out and i don't know what the line is gonna be uh, I assume it's going to be close to the look ahead because of how Tennessee looked tonight. But I think you have a really good opportunity to fade Tennessee next week. I mean, they looked absolutely unstoppable tonight against Buffalo uh, and Houston, you know, Houston played pretty well. They kind of put it together, made a lot of big plays downfield. You're going to get Houston as a dog in a division game against Tennessee I think these two teams are pretty even. The look ahead was Tennessee five and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this opened four and a half or five. Uh, how do people feel about taking Houston as a division dog? Love it. Good point. Uh, I don't know about Kmart, but I, I guess we could look it up. Uh, haven't have the Texans? Do they have the Titans number? Or I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, I think Texans have someone's one of the division teams number like every year. So we'll, we'll check that out. And uh, yeah, you know, 
they're yeah, I think you're on his tough. Um, I think I think Houston does have Tennessee's number of recent years. That sounds right. I feel like that was a big conundrum last year in the contest. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, and it's tough to say this now because we just saw Tennessee absolutely boat race Buffalo, but I feel like Tennessee doesn't pull away from too many teams. They actually they have a little bit of like charging quite frankly a little bit of texans in them where they play a lot of close games just because mm-hmm. of the style they play in and uh i feel like yeah. houston's one of these teams where you really hate laying points we we bet against them as a favorite last week and it blew up in our faces but uh houston's a team you don't want to lay points with but they're a team you like as a dog with watson especially if he's gonna i mean cooks brandon cooks finally existed last week for houston giving them another another threat down the field um and they, you know, the Jags are terrible, so we don't want to get carried away here. But I don't know. I feel like this is probably should be like a one and a half, maybe two. I mean, shit, maybe in a field goal line, but you're going to get Houston at more than a field goal, I think, when this opens. Yeah. Phenomenal point. Yeah. You saw what the Titans have been favored in a lot of their games. They can't cover that. They couldn't cover against Minnesota, couldn't cover against Jacksonville. Right. Uh, you know, couldn't cover for, you know, the people in the contest against Denver, then yeah. here they come in as a dog, not supposed to win. And then they play tough. So yeah, good point. And you know, every dentist in the world going in and out, did you see how Tennessee looked last week against Buffalo? They went six for six in the red zone. I, they punted maybe one or two times in the game. They just, ah, oh, they looked unstoppable on offense. So just, yeah. Never, ever want to overreact to one game like that. And I think that's going to be a, a big overreaction spot where you can fade Tennessee next week. That's a good point. Uh, any last ones, boys, that you guys want to talk about? No. I think we can save the rest uh, for our conversation on Thursday. Very special. One one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I just have one last NCAA I, I spotted and we can see if this one gets better, but I really like um, Florida state coming off of, a, they're coming off a pretty, I mean, they covered against Notre Dame, but it, it wasn't pretty. And uh, UNC is coming off of a nice big win against Vautech. They held on against BC. They dismantled Syracuse. I don't know when the last time ever in my lifetime I've ever seen North Carolina a top five NCAA football team. This isn't basketball, folks. This is football here. And they're going down to Florida, and they're laying almost two. They're laying – I'm seeing 13 and a half. I don't mm-hmm. know the line you guys got. But I see that. Three and zero, three and zero undefeated, going down into the disgusting Florida State. They can barely beat Jacksonville State. They can't beat Miami. They can't beat Georgia Tech. They can't beat Notre Dame. And this has just, oh, I might even just try to see if our book has a money line on it and just sprinkle it. But take, keep an eye on that, especially take it at, at a full 14. I, I looked this morning when we were talking just at this. I, I knew you were going to have that. Like, I knew you were, <laughs> I knew you were going to, you were going to shit out Florida State at some point. And then that turd, that turd was going to show up eventually. Oh, God, hey, I Den, just knew it. Den was on Notre Dame. Florida State came up for us against Den last yeah. week. Maybe they'll do it again. Yeah. All right, everybody. We're going to have a very special guest joining us on Thursday, so we'll talk some more NFL. Uh, that's called a tease in this business. 
who must it be? Who might it be, Matthew? Well, I guess people are going to have to tune in and find out, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will catch you guys next time. There's a little bit of college football and a little bit of NFL to wet your whistle. But we'll be, we'll be back in a couple days, and we'll see everybody next time. Mm-hmm.